0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk,
1: account, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, account, drunk accountant, drunk accountant,
0: drunk, drunk, drunk again, drunk again, drunk accountant. Do you care to tell the listeners what the score was?
1: Yes, it was twenty-one. To 16. To 16. Yeah. And who won, then? You won. You won this game. Uh, You won this game. But I think... Wait, did you win both games against Mikey? Yeah, I did. And both games against Angie? Yes. Damn. I am the ultimate. You've won the week. You've won the week. Victory is mine. But we might have a replica of last week. But I think we'll get into that later. Sweet, sweet victory. Yeah, all right. Well... (laughs) Welcome, I everybody. Enjoy, I
0: did enjoy how yeah, you crumbled in that yeah. first match as well. well. Welcome. Just ignore Tim. Just ignore Tim.
1: Lost 21-19. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into this now. <laughs> welcome to Pong Date. <laughs> this is where we discuss the ping pong tournament of The Office. Uh, just to have a quick discussion, just let everyone know, we get a lot of feedback <laughs> saying we want to know how the internal competition's going, oh, I you know, you just is Tim okay? That's right. awesome. So last week, Tim's first week back, we've started a new season. Uh, we started a new season, goes for six months, there's four of us in the office that are in the competition, uh, we played two games against each other uh, each during the week and at the end of the week, one versus two in a major semi. And three versus four in a minor. The winner of that versus the loser out of one and two. And that yada, winner plays the yada. other one Dan, for the grand final.
0: They just want to know who won, Dan. That's all I So want last
1: week, I won the week. <laughs> oh, I was the minor oh, premier for the week. You won the minor plate. Yeah, yeah that's all you've won this one on, won this week. <laughs> so I, I was the minor premier of last week. I won the most games during the week uh, on four and against. And then uh, Tim went on to win that grand final. Yes, he's won the first grand final of the, of the season. Good on him. Well done. Uh, Thank but you. that actually puts us on even points for the season. Yeah. Uh, the leaderboard as it stands: me seven, Tim seven, Mikey four, Angie nil.
0: Nil. But notable, notable mention. She's, notable mention. She's only just been promoted
1: to the to the uh, to the AE comp. So it's been quite fun. Yeah. So, so
0: we'll, we'll we'll touch in on this each week, and uh, yeah, we'll get to experience a bit of Dan's anguish, and uh, we'll really mm. just establish the dominant. Ping pong player.
1: I think you'll see next week Tim will be very reluctant to bring this up <laughs> because he would have lost so bad during the week.
0: My aim is to get an early lead on the scoreboard so that I can just just keep reminding you of this, regardless of if I win or lose.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. We're even at the moment, but uh, yeah, Tim's ahead for the week so far. That's okay.
0: Thanks, Dan. You I'll win gracious. the grand final. You are very
1: great <laughs> I'll win the grand final this week.
0: You're gracious in the face of defeat. I like yeah, well.
1: Let's like uh, let's see let's see what happens next week on the podcast, Tim. <laughs> Everyone tune in next week for pong date.
0: <laughs> pong de- pong date. Yeah, pong date. <laughs> I
1: think mean, that's how we should say it. If
0: you know anyone that can do those deep voice yeah. uh, voiceovers, then
1: yeah, one of those like a uh, American like Super Bowl, date. you know, advertisement. That's what we want.
0: Should we start the episode? Yep. It's a good soft start. I enjoyed that soft start.
1: Yeah, soft start. Uh those in the industry. Uh, I think we, we touched on it last week, soft starts. Uh you'll know what it is. Yeah, I think it was pretty well done.
0: I think we budgeted that at, budgeted that into our 30 minute time slot. But uh No, we're already right. four minutes in. So yeah. we gotta we gotta
1: we gotta push on. So right. Tim, what's the Tim and Danlow? What's the Tim and Danlow? What is the Tim and Danlow?
0: Dan um Let's see. I just want to touch back on my other thing from last week where I um, suggested that Essendon was going to flog Sydney and uh, that's going to be my team and danlo for this week. <laughs> it happened, Dan. It yeah, came true.
1: I did see all the posts. Eight years,
0: eight years in the making. But they haven't won in eight years. No, no. Essendon haven't been in Sydney in eight years.
1: Essendon, haven't beaten Sydney in eight years. Yeah, you can. And you're celebrating this.
0: How painful that was for me last year. When we were at the game and Gary Rowan kicked a goal off the siren and defeated us. But anyway, all that oh. pain is gone now
1: because we won. Yeah, well done. That's all right. One game out of eight years worth. Pretty solid, I think. It's Thanks. like you and your ping pong.
0: <laughs> you got it in first. <laughs> What's your Tim and Uh,
1: My Tim and Danlow is the return of uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Survivor. And boy, was it a good one. It was a good one. It's uh, contenders versus champions. We've got ex professional athletes. We've got uh, Russell from the US version of the Survivor, uh, astrophysicists. They're all on the champion side versus you know a bunch of regular Joes, uh, much like you or I. Uh, although, I'm kind of a champion. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every moment I, was, I know a few other people that watched it And were texting back and forth quite a lot And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another installment this evening
0: Is Survivor one of those things you either love it Or you just absolutely don't give a shit Because that's kind of
1: where I stand I, I never really got into it And then you watch it yeah, And then you just you, you, As you, any good reality TV show Or
0: you, you, you will hate the idea of it And then you watch it for 10 minutes and you're like hooked.
1: No, not really. Like I've I've never been stuck into The Bachelor. I've never been stuck into Uh, My House Rules or any of those rubbish shows. Uh, Only Survivors, the only reality show that I ever give a crap about who wins (laughs) here.
0: Oh, well. Okay. I'm looking forward to the updates. Uh, Last season, I knew everything that happened, but I didn't watch one episode. Dan Dan and (laughs) I I I I would go for walks. (laughs) Go for a half an hour walk. Literally, he would give me... Moment by moment, last night's episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. So expect that on the podcast. Survivor date. Yeah, I want you to pick out your favorite characters and then just give us a bit of a summary of that each week, perhaps. I think I will. I'll start that
1: next week. So that's my Tim and Dan this week.
0: Just Uh, touching back on my Tim and Dan Dan, I uh, just want to also point out that Essendon, between the rounds of 9 and 19... Are ranked second on the ladder if you only had a ladder for those weeks.
1: <laughs> so mean they came second out of all the teams we, in two weeks.
0: We might be coming 11th right now, <laughs> but at heart, is, we're second on the ladder. Is there any
1: chance of you making the top eight for the finals? Yeah, no, there
0: is, but we have to win every game, so there's four <sighs> games left. Uh, I it's, like it's doable, but it's... My good friend James Heard on the Crawford Hurdy podcast, Yes, in the friend week, of the podcast, James Hurd, went out on a, on a limb. Mm. Is said, of Essendon make it to the finals, because they've got to play a couple of other top eight uh, final aspirants mm. if they make it they're going to win the grand final Dan
1: that is a big call big call that is a
0: real big call because they have to beat Richmond to make the finals so
1: uh, okay first well you know they had a good run and uh, maybe next year they'll win you know we tried how that. many years has it been since you've been in the final I hate it when you say AFL things <laughs> that make no sense. How many years have you been in the grand final?
0: In the in the final?
1: In the grand final.
0: Okay, we made the finals last year.
1: Yeah, no, the grand final. We were final. in
0: the grand final in 2001. Right. We won the grand final in the year 2000.
1: Right, and before that?
0: It was 93, we won it.
1: <laughs> so what you're going at here is not a lot.
0: Um, we've got the most... Premierships of any team, like joint. In yeah, the in
1: the last 30 years? No, oh, in, the, in the, uh, the whole history. Ah, oh, in the whole history. That's right, folks. <laughs> We've got to go back like <laughs> 70 years. at my football <laughs> club. Next topic. All right, next topic. Let's go on to the business update, Tim. I I know that you've uh, done a bit of market research out here today and you do have a topic to discuss.
0: Yes. So, actually, it's about the poll that we sent out this morning. Mm. Um it's very relevant to you and I, Dan, mm. and a lot of people we know, and a lot of people in Australia at the moment. Okay. It's aff- it is affecting young and old, but I'd say most, mostly the younger generations. Yes. And that would be specifically people under 30. Yeah. That is the housing market.
1: Mm. It's
0: quite a tough one to break into for uh, people of our generation and younger. Possibly, it's only going to get worse as well.
1: Yeah, that's certainly true. Uh, I mean, you've experienced this just in the past year and a half or so. You, you bought your first place. Yep. Uh, I have been in the savings process for a while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it can be a bit of a slug.
0: Definitely. Um, and I guess the poll we put out there was, is it unachievable to buy a house, mm. or um. Is it just something that's becoming more and more difficult, but still possible if you put your mind towards it or put yes. a lot of effort into
1: it? So, so where's where's all this coming from first? What what what, what drove yep. you to this?
0: Um, well, I saw an article on Facebook, uh, and there is always every three months there's a some sort of media discussion about this anyway. Yeah, yeah, Australia, yep. but um that basically suggested that 42% of young people which mm. we found out was 18 to 29 year olds mm-hmm. living are living at home with their parents mm. and they have less than $5000 saved in the bank
1: yeah which is a startling statistic considering you know our, our parents generation probably were out of home and possibly owning their own home by oh, most of our for ages, sure. By the time yeah. they're
0: twenty nine, yeah. Um, so that's obviously something we all know is more and more likely and more and more prevalent these days. Mm. Is staying at home as long as you can. Mm. Um, but there's always debate because mm. is it the fault of the young people, or is it have they just been dealt a bad hand? Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that intrigues me.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, uh,
0: but that would have existed for our parents as well. Yeah,
1: it's true. I I think on the one hand, especially in the past 5 years, we've seen unprecedented property value growth. Yeah. In, which
0: in yeah. large cities, mainly Sydney, Melbourne, even even here on the coast. Yeah, so Central Coast, you know, a,
1: a place that you bought for 400,000 6 years ago would could be worth 700,000. Eight hundred thousand oh, right now, easily. That's yeah. A modest. Yeah, that's which, a modest expectation. Yeah, which is uh, which is obviously not proportionate to the amount of wage growth that we've seen.
0: Yeah, and that's the big problem because yeah. wages could be the same as, as what they were. Yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah, so.
1: and and if a bank requires you know eighty percent or even ninety, you know, a ten percent deposit or a twenty percent deposit on a house, well, if if a house that you would have bought for four hundred thousand dollars is suddenly even seven. Hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Well, then that ten percent deposit is seventy thousand dollars. You need to save up. Don't forget stamp duty. And yeah, exactly with stamp <laughs> duty. I mean, there are concessions now um, yeah. for under six fifty. Yeah. Um, which I think weans out a little bit over the next hundred or so. But uh, yeah.
0: But I mean, so have young people been dealt a stiff hand when it comes to housing? Mm. My opinion is. Yes, mm. compared to the generations before them. Yes. Because of things you said there. So, our income is, as a proportion, mm. way less than the value of the homes that we're trying to buy. Yeah. Um, and that isn't changing quickly. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, we've mm. got astronomical price growth in the last five years. Mm. Um, and, I mean, for a lot of us, the economy that we've known is post GFC. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's the time that we've worked in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, apparently times before that were were great, but we missed the boat on that one. <laughs> um so we we're, we're dealing with uh, some poor decisions by banks and and yeah. uh, business people overseas, but mm. um as a result of that, mm. lending is tighter or I guess not tighter but more strict than it ever has been.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So I think ten years ago, you probably could have gotten away with a ten percent deposit to avoid lenders mortgage, L- mortgage insurance.
1: insurance. Yeah, exactly. Which can be twenty grand on your property. Like, it's oh, it's a large chunk of money that these banks so ask for. So much money,
0: and it just just it just adds to your loan. So it just yeah. add a couple of years
1: to your uh, repayments. Any the interest? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's twenty grand before interest. Like exactly. <laughs> so exactly. If, you know, if if we're looking at that, and I 100% agree, I think, yes, definitely, it's a tough situation. Mm. Uh, on the other side, you know, there have been concessions made. As we just mentioned, there, there's the exemption for stamp duty with houses for first home buyers below $650,000, yeah, which is that's, great.
0: That's a great idea. Great idea. Um, that's definitely the price range. That I Yeah. Mean, even that, $650,000 is yeah. a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money. If you think about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a lot so, of money, and believe and, me, but, I'm, but, out, I'm but, looking at the market that's, right now. <laughs> that's, that's the Central Coast, but yeah. look, in Sydney,
1: exactly. you might be able to afford anything on exactly. that. So, it just depends where you are. Yeah. That's one of the big factors. Exactly. So, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I think there's a number of factors. Uh, so, we did put a poll out to ask our listeners what they thought, and we did get a lot of interesting comments, a lot of them along these lines. I think it's probably a good idea that we have a chat about them.
0: Let's read. Yeah, let's read some out, just dissect them. Right. And uh,
1: S- Starting from the top, though. What were the percentages of? It's possible but difficult versus not possible.
0: Okay, so we had thirty six say it's tough but possible. Yep. We had eight say it's unachievable. Ooh. That's
1: out of forty three. Forty three. So as that that as a percentage. Um, thirty
0: six
1: over forty three. <laughs> it <laughs> says the percentage. Does it really? Not not in front of me. Eighty one percent to nineteen percent. Where does it say that? <laughs> uh, on, the, on the post. Look at my screen right here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, 81% nice. <laughs> said it's tough but possible. Yeah. nineteen uh, percent said it's completely unachievable.
0: That, that's interesting. Um, that's nineteen percent of people disillusioned. Mm. I will say there's an interesting spectrum of people, a few very young people in there at the like closer to say the eighteen yeah. twenty mark. So and there's, there's some people I know who have voted it's unachievable who already own homes and <laughs> like have <laughs> children who are approaching that age. Okay, yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um
1: I think I think one thing that I I'm, I'm, I think someone has mentioned um, in one of these comments is that 19, the difference between a 19-year-old and a 29-year-old is huge. A 19-year-old's just finished so high true. school. They're going to have no money at all. Uh, over the next three to four years, they're going to be probably studying at uni. Uh, they're going to have very little income. All that income is probably going to be used on travel. Yep. Uh, even if they do save it, they're not saving much because they're at uni three to five days a week, studying, weekends. They work in a bar over the weekend.
0: Not everyone goes to uni, but Dan.
1: That is true. Mm. I'm kind of thinking more of the people that I'd know going through this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and and at the end of that, by the time they're 22, well, of course, they have no money in their bank. Of course, they still live with their parents. They've
0: got a nice big help dad. Yeah, exactly. They're starting out their career yeah. on, on an entry-level salary. They go out
1: for a graduate position. They're earning $45,000 a year. And potentially
0: need to commute to the city to do that. So they may want to (laughs) live closer to where they work and Mm. rent there. That's expensive.
1: Exactly. So I think that 42% statistic isn't very relevant because of that. Mm. I mean, even if you don't go to uni, if you go out and get an apprenticeship, well, then you're earning even less. I think a great fan of the podcast, number one listener, Dennis, uh, he mentioned that, yeah, he went to an apprenticeship straight after and, and he earned... Next to nothing for years, because you're learning your trade, it's the same as uni you you know you're earning not much,
0: yeah twelve dollars an hour twelve
1: dollars so. an hour, yeah. and uh you know, and that's for three years, you yeah. earn a little bit more every year, but still not a lot to cover those costs, yeah, yeah uh, which is fine. We all pay those dues, you've got to go through that, but I just think the reason I bring it up is your statistic of eighteen to twenty two is going to be vastly different from twenty five to twenty nine
0: I think the other thing that a lot of people have pointed out, and mm. that's that's definitely true, Dan. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's got to be in your late 20s. Mm. And if you're doing it any earlier, then you're, mm. you're killing it. Mm. Or you're sacrificing yeah. a lot of a lot. experiences that yeah. other people of that age are doing. Exactly. Um, another thing that people are saying is that there's no way they could have done it without their partner's income. Yes. Supporting them. So, um, that's 100% true. Uh, mm. We see a lot of our clients go through mortgage uh, loan applications. Mm -hmm. And um, without both partners' income, there's Mm. no way they could get the serviceability on their Mm. loan. And when I say serviceability, that's Mm. just repayments of your loan. Exactly. So, if... And this is quite a tough one for self-employed people, mm. um, who may have a tax-effective wage. Yeah, not very handy for the bank though when they're looking at exactly. their income.
1: So I think we'll we'll get into that maybe in our main topic. Uh, definitely. But yeah, I, I 100% agree. I mean, a lot of this comes down to lifestyle choices. If 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 you don't have a partner by choice yep. or just hasn't worked out for you. And that puts you at a serious disadvantage in yeah. the housing market. I mean, unless you've got a relative that wants to buy a house with you or yeah. a friend that you yes, can buy a house absolutely.
0: with. I do know of people who've bought houses with their brother, yeah. for example. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I live in a house owned by my mate and his brother.
0: Yeah, true. Um, true.
1: But I only know of one person that owns a house by themselves. And I don't know exactly how he did it, but he does. Yeah.
0: I know a few people, but they they bought When it was cheaper.
1: Yeah. I'm talking about people who've bought it in the last few years. Yeah, Yeah. Amazing.
0: It's not like they they don't really build houses for like a single person. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: so so then the other side of this is, you know, as we said, life, lifestyle factors. If you live in the city versus living a little bit further out in the country, then house prices are well out of your range. So here's an
0: interesting story for you. Um, someone I know through Jade, my wife, Mm. um, she um her work allows her to work remotely. Mm. She's um had a baby recently mm-hmm. and with her partner they moved to Wagga. Wagga. Yeah. But she's still working for the, the Sydney firm mm. that she once did. Yeah. Um and they allow her to work remotely. Yeah. Mm. Luckily her job she, she can do that, she yeah. can achieve that. Mm. Um so she's earning Sydney wages
1: but but being country to expenses to, yeah, yeah
0: so I think they're looking at you know buying a house or something like that and mm. the value of the house great house a beautiful house it's $400,000 yeah exactly so and that's a pretty cool scenario
1: yeah which is why I think a lot of people you know especially in our age range we, we fall in we're in the high end of this category here but um, people within our age range are definitely looking for those flexible work scenarios yeah. And when you're hiring someone at this age you're going to need to know that that they're probably looking for these or... things. Work from... and, and the technology these days allow people to do that and be just as efficient as they would be in the office.
0: Yeah, so that's that's an office yeah. worker. Trade is it's a bit harder.
1: Trade is obviously much harder. Uh,
0: they need to obviously be there to do the work. Mm, exactly. um, but I mean, most towns require trade services. Trade service. So it just depends yeah. on the town you live in. Um, exactly. So that's an interesting one. Another. Um, speaking of lifestyle, Chris mm. Foster had an interesting comment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he said. Um, Did he
1: say? Essendon
0: he said. Suck? I don't own a home, but I own shares in a racehorse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, he uh, does. Planning
0: on using the winnings to buy a home. Yep. Uh, and perhaps a summer home as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, I've seen footage of Chris Foster's racehorse, and uh, let's just say it's not going to be winning much. Uh, <laughs> I think it was in a trial run with Winks. Oh, nice! Like, you know, very famous horse. Did it learn horse. anything? Did it and, take anything from? And Winx serious? was just miles ahead by Ate the it end. Breakfast. it was yeah It overlapped was Overlapped it. Yeah. On the straight, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> it think, was a one
0: thousand meter sprint. It overlapped yeah, it somehow. I
1: think the I think the horse just gave up halfway along. So, uh, yeah. Good luck to Chris. Chris said he also has a lot of faith in the lottery system. So yeah, but
0: no, no. I'm I think Reese Nagel made a comment. Um, on yeah. the pages post, and he yeah. said he's done a lot of traveling mm. that's something his parents didn't get to experience yeah so that's you true look at it that way too our parents weren't able to do some of the luxuries that we live that in is very true very as, very true as, as youth so yeah. travel is much cheaper much more accessible yeah so I guess I mean if you can't afford a house and you're in your late 20s mm. then at least be happy with the decisions you've made to that yeah.
1: point point. And, and that's the thing what, we're, what we've are what we been discussing and what that article kind of presumes is that everyone wants to own a house it's the Australian dream and that's, yeah.
0: that's what gets me with the media posting that stuff yeah because
1: um, not everyone wants that. And yeah. you know, I, don't, I actually have quite a few friends who have specifically told me I'm never going to buy a house. Yeah. I don't want to buy a I house. I know people who've said that as well. I, I'm more than happy to spend my excess money going traveling and yeah. have to move every few years. It doesn't yeah. really bother me. Yeah, um, It might eventually. But at the moment, they're completely content with that decision and mm-hmm. perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So
0: I think it is media making a problem out of, out of something that just exists, yeah. that just is. Yeah. But at the same time you can't escape the reality that mm. if we were born 40 years ago, if we got free university or 50 or however many years ago, yeah. if we got free university... It would have been a bit easier. And we're able to buy houses mm. at those rates, even if it is 18% interest. Mm. Well, 18% interest of a $20,000 loan is still way much. less interest than I'm paying on my loan <laughs> exactly. on my house at 4%. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, and if interest rates go to 8%, then we're, every, the economy is in big trouble. Yeah, we're in a lot of <laughs> trouble, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's the other thing, you know, the interest rates are an all time low, and it's still this hard to meet those repayments. I don't know, imagine
0: if they go, um, it's it's scary. It's definitely mm. scary. But I think what the government's hoping, what the economists mm. are hoping, mm. is that wage growth
1: will go up. Will and we can meet that. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully that happens. Yeah. You know, if if, uh, if
0: not, just do what Leon said just leave the country just leave the country
1: that's what that's leon's advice uh leave the country I, I much prefer i think it was option 4 that he added which was uh start a business dot 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 profit buy a house
0: yeah yeah definitely that was that was a good one
1: yeah so buy I, a house
0: in multiple countries yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm up for that
1: i think um, keeping to our time schedule here yeah. and, and we this sort of is our main topic so um i don't think we our main topic is going to be on just this fact: buying a home yeah. when you own a business.
0: So why don't we get into the topic then?
1: Yeah, good idea.
0: We're
1: getting better and better at
0: this. <laughs> we should judison that. Maybe we maybe we could even have some sort of like sing along together. Mm. My voice is beautiful
1: singing voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll come up with that this week and sing it on next week's one. All right. Okay. So uh, Tim. Our main topic this week is mainly we're going to talk about the first home buyer's super scheme.
0: Yeah. So, I think we could structure it this way. Yeah. And this is how we can appeal to the people who are interested in listening, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you buy a house if you're a young person? Mm. A. Mm-hmm. How do you buy a house if you're a self-employed person? Yes. Running a business. Correct. Because... They both have obstacles to overcome, mm-hmm. and there's something in particular which has been introduced recently, mm-hmm. which we can uh, explain um, better to people. Yes, That's the, uh, the First Home
1: Super Saver Scheme. Yes. So, uh, I, I'm taking advantage of this scheme right now, full disclosure. Yep. So, uh, I'm currently using it. It wasn't around when you were saving up. Um, it's no. only new in the past year. I missed the boat. Yeah, you missed the boat on a lot of things. I did. Uh, Oh, God. But uh, without raising Tim's blood pressure, let's just (laughs) keep going. It's too late. (laughs) So uh, essentially what it is is that the government have allowed you to essentially salary sacrifice some payments from your wage to go to your super fund. Now, what that means is, you know, you get paid an hourly rate or an annual salary and every week uh, your employer gets your wage. They take out tax and then they send you the rest. What happens with this is you have your wage, they take out some extra super for you, an amount that you determine, Mm. and then they tax you. So you don't get taxed on the money before that super is taken out, which means that you're paying essentially a smaller tax rate because the super funds get taxed less than you do personally.
0: Yeah, so to put that another way, mm. everyone gets, if you're a full-time employee, mm. basically everyone gets 9.5% of mm. their of their gross wage before tax paid mm. to super. Mm. So, that's your money you're paid before tax, 9.5% of that is additionally paid to your super from yep. your employer. Mm-hmm. What you can choose to do is take some extra money and put that into super. Yes. Uh, and that's what Dan's talking about. Yes. So, effectively, that's done before you're taxed. Yep. So by doing this, putting more money in into super, you save tax. Yep. Because your super fund will pay tax on it, mm-hmm. but we are, we all know that super funds have a lower tax rate. Yeah, 15%. that's right.
1: Yeah, so the super funds being taxed at fifteen percent, and let's say you know you're in the bracket of having to pay thirty-two and a half percent. Seventeen and a half. You're saving seventeen and a half percent on your super that's on what, your sorry on your tax, and that's, and that's where the savings in Medicare levy. Yeah, yeah. That's where the savings come in. So. Essentially, what's happening is they're giving you a tax break to save up for your first home. Yeah. And you put all that money to your super fund uh, every week, however often you want, to a maximum of 15000 per year and 30000 all up. Yeah. Now, what happens then is that money sits in your super fund. They take the tax out, um, but it is invested, the same as all the rest of your super money, and yeah. it earns income. Uh, now, the ATO have actually determined an earnings amount that the way that it's calculated. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's actually based on your true earnings. There's an earnings rate that the ATO apply. Right. And yes, which correct. is still fine. True.
0: Because some funds might not make it Exactly. Like you're backwards, and yeah. you,
1: don't, you don't want to suffer that. So. Exactly. So there's an earnings rate that the ATO apply over the period that it's been in the fund. Yeah. Uh, and then when you're ready to buy a house and you said, yep, now's my time, I want to buy a place, uh, you ask the ATO to make a determination. Yeah.
0: So you you get the money out of the fund. Yes. There there is a few steps which you've got to go through and yeah. maybe it's not worth boring everyone with it. But let's yeah. just put it this way. You should do that first. Yeah. Don't could... make an offer on a house. No. Don't even go to get finance sorted. Yeah. The first thing you do is I'm ready to buy a house. I'm going to get my money out of super yeah. to do that. And you've got 12 months to then go buy a house.
1: Yeah. And the reason we say get that first is because if you've made an offer or got finance, then you have to repay all the tax you saved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so It'll they, backfire on you. Yeah. You, you need that money in your account, which takes about a month um, through all the determinations and the ATO taking the money and then sending it to you and, and whatnot. Uh, once that money is in your account, then go buy a house. Yeah. And that would definitely be the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, the other thing that happens on taking that money out is that it is taxed again. It's actually income in your name.
0: It's a sneaky little thing that they didn't really spread a lot of word about when they released the rules. No, It will catch a lot
1: of people out. Yeah, so what happens is they issue a payment summary, the same as your employer does, and it's going to have $30,000 on it and a tax credit of 30%. So what that means is that If your tax rate is 32.5% for that money, then you just have to pay 2.5% on the balance. So really what you're paying is 17.5% on the money that you've put to super.
0: Yeah, so it's a good deal. I I guess a bare bones bones concept here is you can... Get forced savings Mm -hmm. because that is a lot of, a lot of people struggle with that is putting money away and not touching it. So once it's in super, you can't, you can't touch No touching it. So that's, you got forced savings Mm -hmm. and you will save tax. Yep. If you're earning over $37,000, which most people think about buying a house. Yep you'd want to think they are earning over that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, there's a bit of a process to it. Yeah. Um, you can do it up to $30,000 yep. per person. Yep, per
1: person. So, essentially, you could have $60,000 $60, plus earnings. Exactly. Uh, and you in can, the you, super fund over a two-year period. Two-year
0: period. So, $15,000 is the max you can do per year. Mm-hmm. So, let's say it's... Even recently, this is why Dan started, hmm. started it. We were having a chat about it and hmm. it was May. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you put some into super now, yeah. make the most of this financial year. And then in July, you could do the do exact, exact same, same thing. thing. And yeah. you could buy a house in August yeah. if you really wanted to. Exactly. So,
1: so I, I read the numbers and it turns out, yeah, I'd save you know, a few extra thousand dollars by the end of that financial year and even more so this year. So how good's that? it works perfect.
0: And if you get the stamp duty exemption on top of that, mm-hmm. which we briefly glossed over before, yep. um, it could save you another 20 grand. Boom. There's, There's like, I guess in... Combined tax savings, depending Mm. on how much you've got in super, could be five to eight, do you think? Four to eight, depending on...
1: My savings in my super?
0: No, no, no. Amount of tax that you would save by doing 30K in super over two years. Yeah, for sure. Four to eight
1: per person? Yeah. No, per person? Yeah, between four, like probably five each, something like that. Five each. And then... That's 10 grand. You also
0: could save like 25 grand of stamp duty. Yeah. So that's what the government is doing to try and make things easier for um, young people and, uh, I guess yeah, even self-employed young people as well to,
1: to buy a home. Exactly. So the next part of this, uh, and being aware of time, we're almost at a half hour already. Oh God. Uh, is how do you buy a, ha- a home if you're self-employed? Because it is hard because what normally happens is you go to the bank in, or a mortgage broker and they say, what's your income? And you, you give them your tax return and you've got an employee, you know, you're an employee, you've got payment summaries, payment slips, uh, now, if you're a sole trader, yeah. that doesn't happen. If you're a partnership, that doesn't happen. If you're in a company or a trust, you can be an employee, but they it's still probably not the main it. way you're getting all your income.
0: And they'll still want to see the company. Yeah, anyway, and they'll still want to see it They all. want to make sure the company is not making losses to give you... Yeah. Wages. so
1: <laughs> this is just a quick i guess checklist of what you should be aware of
0: yeah um, and 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 just a disclaimer as well first time super saver scheme great for self-employed
1: people yeah because perfect. you
0: can control the amount of money you put into super exactly um so it's a fantastic tax planning opportunity and ability to force save and make a deposit on home
1: 100 percent. if you're self-employed you should and you're buying your first home in the next Two years, do it. First time super safe scheme yeah. is the way to go. So. Uh, yeah. So essentially, what the bank's going to ask for if you're self employed is a copy of your financial statements, probably for the past two years. And if you're well into a new financial year, say it's December. They probably want to see some draft financials up until that date.
0: Yeah. So financial statements are the reports showing your profit and loss in the business. Yep.
1: And your balance sheet, your loans, your assets. It's unlikely uh,
0: some banks banks may look at reports straight out of your accounting software, mm. but it, it they prefer accountant produced reports. And then they yeah. match those off against the tax return. So, yeah. they're, they're making sure that what you're showing them has actually been lodged and ratified yeah. by the ATO.
1: And the reason for that is because anyone can go into their accounting software and add in $100,000 worth of sales mm-hmm. uh, to show that the income for your business is huge. Yeah. Uh, but an accountant can't. We, yeah. we have standards we have to meet. We have to, meet to ensure that all the information to our best knowledge is accurate. So with that in mind, Dan, mm. if you're a business owner mm-hmm. and you're looking to buy a house mm-hmm.
0: and you haven't prepared your financials yet.
1: I'm mm. 100%. And as don't And go making seen, offers on homes or yeah. trying
0: to get finance because you're going to be knocking down the door of your accountant. Yeah, which is
1: exactly why this time of year, we always get 10 clients that ring us and it's say, It's the new financial year. Yeah, so we're going for finance. We need those banks. Because the, the banks sometimes have told people, well, we're going to wait to the end of the financial year.
0: Well, it's exactly right. Um, And some people, um, halfway through the year, they look at buying a house, they're Mm self-employed. And just like I was saying before, they run their books tax effectively. Yes. (laughs) So the bank's like, okay, well, for the next six months, you need to prove to us that you can have income at a level that will service this loan. Yep. So often that's the case with self-employed people. They give themselves a pay rise. They work harder for six months. Getting extra revenue into the business and mm-hmm. earning extra profits. Yep. Also, at the same time, paying down things that may be detrimental to the servicing, servicing yep. like credit cards. Got some credit cards. You got some loans. car finance and things they that you need to get affect, rid of. They yeah. also just come straight off your income if yep. if, they're, if you have any of those things. 100%. So, for a business owner, it's really not a split-second decision of buying a house. No. It's probably a 12-month plan.
1: <laughs> yeah. And And what I would always suggest is go to your accountant. And make a plan well before you need them. Don't call your accountant and say, "Hey, we need these financial statements by tomorrow," because the bank is going to give us a loan for a house we just put an offer on. Yeah, uh, that's not going to work. You're going to create tension, stress. Yeah, they might not be able to get them done in <laughs> and time.
0: You'll be very disappointed because you'll fall in love with the house. Yeah, and you won't be able to get it. Uh, yeah, so that's the number one thing I think is just leave so much time yeah. and really work on making your financials look great. Exactly,
1: and uh, yeah, and. Chat to your accountant about it. There's plenty of ways to do it. But yeah, just be aware you are going to need those things.
0: Your accountant can probably also recommend a good mortgage broker. hmm Um, and then they can work together. Yeah. To achieve the result you want.
1: Exactly. So talk to your talk to your accountant before you buy a house. Always a better plan, especially if you're self employed. So I think that probably brings us to the end of our main topic this week, Tim. I think so. I mean, we could
0: talk for days about the housing thing. Especially because we're both in it. <laughs> yeah, at different stages. Yeah. So, you know, maybe depending on um, people's feedback, if you have any questions or is it, if there's anything we missed or glossed over, yep, we're happy to talk about
1: this again. So yep, for um, sure.
0: let us know. We can even get some... Um, Possibly we could get some real estate agents, some of the show. mortgage broker, mortgage brokers. We know a
1: few that would love to come on and have a chat. Definitely, the definitely you know, mortgage brokers tend to be uh, selling kind of people, but uh, I'm sure they'd love to get on and have a chat.
0: What about politicians, Dan? I yeah. want to know what they're doing for young people and exactly. making things easier.
1: Yeah, and, and this is part of our strategy to provide a lot of expert advice from different fields in the future. So, we're having yeah. a lot of guests on, you know, over the next however many months that um, we're gonna, I think are really going to- Come on and get drunk with us. Exactly. are going to provide some really great advice to people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, heads up for that. So, Tim, have you got another thing this week? I do, Dan. You got a big smile on your face. I'm assuming it's because you won the grand final last week or something? No, I'm
0: gonna throw you under the bus. Oh uh, no. What? What's your personality type dan?
1: Do you mean like the actual personality type? No,
0: that that test that we did, sixteen types. Personality type. Do you remember what it is? Yeah, I can I'm tell the, you if you don't. I'm an architect. Well. You're an architect.
1: I am an architect.
0: What's a big part of the architect personality type dan?
1: Uh an architect tends to be introverted. They tend to like to control their surroundings.
0: Would you say organized?
1: Yes, organized. Structured. Structured, usually.
0: Then why is your fridge manner so disorganized?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think you'll find Tim that my fridge is organized in a way that you just couldn't possibly understand.
0: I got back two weeks ago, Dan. You had a container on my shelf and that container was Mm. still on my shelf yesterday. And, and uh
1: have you checked today, Tim?
0: It's gone. I appreciate that. Mm. But
1: uh uh that's just where I keep my meat. <laughs> Tim, that's the meat tray. That's not your tray anymore. You left for too long it's It became really the gross. meat tray.
0: It's really gross and it it's at odds with your personality.
1: It's so the already. meat tray. So, I think you'll find Tim I think that there's uh, studies shown that uh more intelligent people are more messy, so you're very clean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well your fridge man is um, repulsive to me. And <laughs> next time you do well, your this, your face is repulsive to me too. Next time you do this, I'm gonna put your mouldy food in the front seat of your car.
1: For, for those of you who don't know what Tim looks like, if he grew a mustache, he'd be Ned Flanders. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How does that even relate to anything? Uh, I know there's listeners out here who like to look up pictures and post things. I'm looking at you, Dennis. Uh if you could <laughs> post a comparison of Tim Ned with just a dressed
0: mustache <laughs> to as Ned Flanders once. as
1: Tim with a mustache versus uh Ned Flanders, that'd be great. What's your other thing Dan? Is that your other thing no uh my other thing this week uh the fridge abuser. <laughs> uh what is my other thing this week my other thing this week uh did I mention the podcast Crappy to Happy last week No, no. Yeah, pretty good podcast. It's just all about um there's a clinical psychologist and a personal trainer and they just talk about, you know, good mental health.
0: Ah, I was going to I was going to say it's not about gut health, is it? No,
1: it's about mental health. So it's about, you know, a lot of people there's buzzwords going around, you know, mindfulness ah, and yes, yes. all that and they just explain what's the actual science behind that and mm. and what are the actual practices that you should be doing. Yeah. And yeah, it was, I just thought it was a good podcast and um, very informative. and cool. It's nice just to get some good words out there about that well, kind of stuff. Awesome. Mm.
0: Do you think it made you more mindful of your fridge habits? Or? Yeah,
1: I think what it made me, Tim, is very positive about me oh, and okay. about how, what I do. No, and um, and just to ignore negativeness in the world... <laughs>
0: Don't let a few moldy potatoes ring you down, in mm, other words. Exactly.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. and then there's definitely a few moldy potatoes in the office. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: yeah. call like- Who are you calling a spud?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got the spuds and the stud. If you are
0: a ex roommate of Dan's and you have anything to (laughs) comment about his fridge manners, I would love to hear about it. Uh, I'd I'd like to meet up with you. Um, talk about it, Hmm. get some stuff off our chest perhaps. Yeah. Well, and off our trays in the fridge.
1: If you're married to Tim and, (laughs) and you'd like to, uh, just rip into him about anything, just feel free to write in, uh, Two drunk podcast at gmail.com uh, you can tweet us at two drunk podcast you can find us on facebook two drunk accountants or um, yeah just write us anywhere we'd love to hear please give us a rating if you enjoy us uh, on apple or anywhere that you find us because it does help people find us if yeah. if we have a whole lot of people on the one day give us some likes or a rating uh, not likes ratings or a comments then suddenly we're on the charts so and we don't get told about that either we just randomly find out so yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd love it if if everyone got in there and give us a rating. So for
0: sure, uh, we just appreciate everyone's uh, I don't know involvement with the with the
1: podcast, patronage, patronage. Patron-
0: listen- ears, we appreciate your ears. Yeah,
1: we appreciate your ears. We're Not just this right now, but your hung- ears.
0: You've, you've stuck through all of our talking so far. Mm. You're a legend, and we love you.
1: All right, guys, thanks for that, and uh, until next week, calculator, calculator.